Are you looking for a new website to place your bets? Well, I've got the perfect sportsbook for you to check out. TopNotchOdds.com They offer dozens of betting options per game. And with live betting, well, they've got that covered too. Offering literally hundreds of live bets every single game. Deposit with Bitcoin, MoneyGram, or credit card. And best of all, withdraw your money within hours of requesting a payout. So start winning money today online at TopNotchOdds.com. This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walgie. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today is December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. Tyler, Merry Christmas to you. Tyler Walgie, of course, professional better. You know, there's a lot of people you offended out there. This is the holiday season. It is happy holidays. It's 2019. You're not allowed to say that. I didn't say... You know what? (laughs) what? I'm putting my foot down. (laughs) Four on Christmas. No, look, I get it. Happy happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, honestly. Got any plans? Um, Yeah, I'll just be with the family. What about you? What are you doing for Christmas? Same. Just uh, spending time with uh, the family, heading over. We are obviously recording this Christmas Eve day, so I'm heading over tonight for some dinner, tomorrow for lunch. Uh, Tonight, I'm coming back here with uh, Allie, my girlfriend, and we're going to watch a bunch of uh, Christmas episodes. South Park, always sunny. Nice. Office. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So, Do you guys, a- does the Walgy family have any, like, non, like, well, not really strange, but, like, abnormal Christmas family traditions? Like, so, besides just, like, oh, you know, we do dinner or we open presents or not whatever. Really. No, no, nothing too out of the ordinary. No, nothing like Dan O'Keefe, the uh, writer for Seinfeld, who was the idea behind Festivus. Right, right. Uh, Festivus was on the 23rd. Happy Festivus to everyone out there who celebrates. I hope the feats of strength went well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dan O'Keefe, I believe that's his name. It is O'Keefe. I think it's Dan O'Keefe. Um, he, he uh, his family used to celebrate Festivus, the original Festivus. And his dad, instead of a uh, a pole, his dad would hang a clock on the wall in a bag. So he'd put a clock in a bag, usually a brown bag, and nail it to the wall. And whenever he asked his dad why he'd do that, he said, that's not for you to know. So, no, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I don't have any weird traditions like that. That but, is strange. Uh, that's not yeah. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you, one, have any, do you have any different uh, kind of traditions that you do? Yeah, I mean, kind of. So one thing we we ha- we tend to do in the Chambers household, we've done this for years. We did it at first as kids. What we would do is on Christmas Eve, my mom would drive us around to look at like Christmas lights. We'd look at, we'd go to the neighborhoods where people ball out and, and have like really crazy Christmas uh, decorations and, and light shows and all that stuff. Okay. But more recently, uh, since we've all grown into our adult years, uh, we've been doing the same thing in... Uh, Maybe three years ago now, something like that, we changed it up. So what we did is we uh, we paid for a limo service that comes and picks you up and drives you around to, to see Christmas lights. Okay. And then what we did is we all partook in some drinking and we are in Colorado. We ate some edibles uh, and we went out, right? And everything was going great. We were having so much time, you know, someone else is driving. We get to be in the back and we're, we had champagne and all that. And... Uh, and we're having a great time, right? And and just to kind of set everything up for you here, it was snow. It was like a white Christmas. There was snow all over the ground. It, it had just snowed a bunch, so the roads are not exactly. Dry. <laughs> oh, so, oh no! So we're going through everything. We've been out there for like an hour now. I think we paid for like a couple hours, and uh, we we've been out for an hour now, and we're looking at different Christmas lights. We're having a super fun time, and 
everyone is kind of in the back. Yeah, Does here's that help? Yeah, this a little helps. Christmas this, this, music. This sets the mood. It's perfect because we probably were listening to Christmas music in the back of the of the limo. So we're we're going around. Uh, you know, my siblings, my mom, everyone is is kind of chatting and they're all talking about something. And I kind of realize that we're going uh, we're going down. The, we're like in neighborhoods, right? We're going down this hill, and uh, <laughs> and I look and I'm hill. like, I, I kind of look out the front of the. Uh, the the window or whatever the windshield we can see through the partition to the driver right and uh and i'm like is that a dead end that we're going towards oh, no. and i, I kind of start telling i'm like hey guys i think uh i think we're like going to a cul-de-sac <laughs> right and, and and no one's like listening to me and then we get to the cul-de-sac and it's a it's a stretch limo right so he can't he's first of all he's having trouble turning around it's like a nine point turn that he takes to turn around and then I start telling everybody, I'm like, We're, this is going to be a real problem for us getting back up this hill because there's snow on the ground, right? So <laughs> the guy starts going and we're not, we're stuck. We're not going anywhere in a limo, right? Um, he keeps trying. He, for, he guns it and we make it like halfway up the hill and then start sliding back down. <laughs> then he starts going and trying. Is this on Christmas Eve? <clears throat> yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. And... Uh, we're trapped in this limousine somewhere like around here, somewhere here around Denver. I don't remember exactly where we were. And you were all not, uh, you know, in the clearest mind state. No, not at all. State. And so we're cracking up, right? Because we know this driver is probably like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. He's just losing. it. He's like, what am I doing? I, I, I totally just <laughs> fucked this up. And we're all cracking up, right? And then he lowers the partition to let us know that we're stuck, which of course we already know. We're already trying, we're trying Jeeves. so hard to not just laugh him out of the room, basically. And not just like, and it's so hard because he rolls a partition down and we're all, we're all just <laughs> dying of laughter. Right. And yeah. so what ends up happening is that my brother and I got out and pushed, we pushed a limo up a hill. Stop. We ended up having to get him. Uh, he went up in reverse and he had to put two of his, both his left, wheels on a on a sidewalk that had been like plowed in order to get traction and mind you i was wearing like you know i was wearing sweatpants and slippers <laughs> i was in full comfort mode and the best part is that once we've been stuck for a while we're in a limousine people in their houses start like you look and they're in the windows and their doors watching us and laughing <laughs> and I, I i honestly have never laughed so hard in my whole life we're pushing that a limo up the hysterical. street we were stuck we were stuck for a good like 30 minutes Wow. And then, and then finally we got out, thankfully, and he took us home. It was super fun, super eventful. I do recommend if you're going to pay for a service like that, don't do it when there's like a big blizzard out. That's great. And the Christmas music just got done wrapping up. Perfect. Yeah, I don't Perfect know if that was timing. Really Christmas music, more holiday music. So it's fitting with the theme. But it was dude, Christmas music. That is a crazy. That is a crazy story. When did this happen? This was I don't know three or four years now, maybe. Ago, I can't believe you never like told that. me that story. Yeah, it was super fun. Honestly, we. Had but a blast. have you done the limo thing in the? No, we haven't done the limo. Years? Actually, we might have done it once and there wasn't snow. I can't remember. But what we still do is we still at least one of us will just be volunteer to be the sober driver, the DD, and then drive everyone else around who's not sober. Nice. And look at Christmas lights, which we are going to do tonight as well. well. That sounds fun. And I might have to rock, paper, scissors my brother to see who has to drive sober. Um, do you do best two out of three? Uh, yeah, typically we're two out of three Remember family. what they say. Rock, paper, scissors. Strategy should be whenever you... if you Always lose, rock. If you lose the first <laughs> one, then they're more likely to throw what they threw again. Really? So if they won with rock the first time... Studies show. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the so statistics. Keep on that in rock, mind. Paper, that, that's an important uh, rock, paper, scissors you got coming up today. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, the holidays is here, and we did, we had actually like a college football holiday. We had signing day. So what they started doing, it was the first time last year, but now they split up the signing day into two. You know, first they have the early signing day period, and then they have the the later one, which is in like February or March. Yes. But now, for the most part, most recruits make up their mind on the early signing day. So we had some recruiting madness. And what I I was looking through it, and there were a couple things I noted. The number one thing that I that I saw that was shocking. So Clemson, uh, as of now, is the number one recruiting class in the country. Okay. And obviously, some of these things could change. There's still some guys that are undecided, but for the most part, I think Clemson is locked into that position. That is the first time they've ever had a number one class. And but what are their average classes, dude? So I looked through. Uh, this was on twenty four seven, right? Which is one of the two major uh, recruiting ranking and uh, i like 24 like 7 i like 247 because they're they compile a lot of data from other sources yeah they do like composite stuff yeah. and so like these are the, the composites their own right yeah. exactly so th- these were the 247 composite rankings and i looked back over the last five years the last five seasons the highest clemson had was seven all right so but isn't that insane no, that that is crazy my mind goes two places first of all these recruiting the stars and the recruit or the recruiting the evaluation process to give these guys stars yeah. is really weird. Oh yeah, sure. There's a lot of it's three imperf- stars and imperfect. four stars. Yeah, I mean, I think in general they're going to get more right than they get wrong. Yeah, so definitely you could say that. But also that's a testament to Dabo Sweeney. I mean, oh yeah, we we forgot a lot about Clemson this year, but and we'll talk about it later on today's show. But Dabo Dabo uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney is honestly, I think. Probably the best coach in college football. Probably. I mean, in in, in now he does more he, with less. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's kind of tough to get players to go to Clemson. Isn't that know? crazy? Well, not anymore because now we got the number one class. The fact right. that they have had two national championships in the last what f- uh, four years, yeah, and they've been to to four or five he, now. He just this went would be five he, if they were to beat Ohio State. They kind of forged their way into oh, the yeah. conversation because they don't have a huge stadium. It's so funny. Like they it's, made. I mean, it's pretty big. It's like eighty thousand. I is think, it right? Okay. Yeah. I, I just think when I when they have that walk down. Yeah, the hill. The hill and the rock. I always wonder about like their knees. And I, everyone does. I know I'm an old man, but well, I'm they just put. Like, I, I think they put down like a rug or something that helps the cleats get traction so they don't slip. But yeah, I've every time I watched them, like man, one day I know you know some guy's going to you know break an ankle or something. But even Tear still, an ACL. It, it is a cool tradition. I actually like how they run down that field but, and they but, all touch uh, the rock. So aside from the the, the jersey the, or the the stadium though, Clemson's just not a powerhouse. Like for for years, you know, you get even teams like Oregon, who right. for a long time they weren't great at college football, but right. Kelly for for certain reasons, it just seems like. To be that name, to be a household name, yep. it takes something. And Dabo went into Clemson and and, and turned them into an absolute power. I mean, yeah. they're now on the lines with uh, Alabama. Oh yeah, I mean they've Ohio been the only State ones that can compete with them, and they've beaten them, and they've did it. They've done it without ever out recruiting Alabama until now. Yeah, so now, what does that say? They're just I get know. Better, well, yeah, what the hell, <laughs> yeah. man? It's crazy. So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, "This is insane." And you know who's shitting their pants is everyone else in the ACC <laughs> for sure. After this yeah. season and everything else, they, I mean, it's not getting any better in no, the ACC as far no. as competition goes. And that's a big difference. Is in the SEC, all the there's such high expectations. Even at like Tennessee and Old Miss, you bring coaches in wanting to beat Nick Saban, and with the expectation you're going to get there. I think in the ACC, as long as you can be the second best team, right? Most most ads would be pretty happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, we also had one other thing. Did you see that Tom Herman got caught flipping the, flipping the double bird? 
to the Longhorn Network on live <laughs> oh, television. I did not see that. So what? he was like in a meeting room and the Longhorn Network records, you know, stuff all the time. And he didn't know this was like being broadcasted live. And so he sat down in this chair and he must have seen the camera and been in a bad mood or something. He just flipped the double uh, bird. I have so Thinking, much of course, that it wouldn't make that. it to television, but right, it was live. Right, right. So he had to apologize for that, which was pretty Dude, funny. Dude, I've been in it's so harmless. many situations like that where I've said things, especially during live games, because I, I, yeah. I would call live games high school, UNC, and it's the producer's job to cut that mic right when you go to a commercial. Right. And if he's not doing his job and it leaks a little bit or he forgets to... Yeah. I always there love, are some raunchy things that are said. Yes, man. there's some so good I, ones on YouTube. I have out so there. much sympathy for anyone who yeah. goes through that. Just like, well, whatever. I, it's, it's harmless. Tough. Like the, the fact and that he had to come just, out and give an apology. It's like, dude, it's the middle it's so finger. Stupid. Like what? How everyone, old are we? People are human beings, man. They're having fun. He sits there and flips them off. He's yeah. not, you know. I didn't see it though. That's hysterical. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And and a lot of like Oklahoma fans, of course, were like, uh, "Ooh, is this is that not offensive? Like the horns down symbol or whatever, you know?" And so I thought that was funny. And what we also had. From the last week, Tyler, Will? we had a couple bowl games Uh-oh. from last week's bowls, mm-hmm. and Tyler, my comeback continues. It does. You uh, two wins last week, two and zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And our th- and we do it. Uh, so we had three bet board games from last week's show. We yes. had the New Mexico Bowl, the yes. Las Vegas Bowl, and the Hawaii Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl was played later tonight. Anoche. Uh, exactly. But the New Mexico Bowl, San Diego State, the Aztecs roll. That's a big dub for me. The Las Vegas Bowl, the Huskies, Chris Peterson goes out on top just like I said they would. Tyler. You know what? I I, I could not have been How more... scared are you? For, like are you about if there's no. a panic button, panic button, are you about to are you about to push it? No, no. So the record Absolutely. is now 11 7 and 2. And see that after you were up 11 2 and 2. Yeah, I'm on that, a 5 nothing no, run right now. You just get back to what I expect. And actually, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back here because when I went on that 11 and 2 run, I was just on fire, and I think what's happening here is I'm doing such a good job, you know, Instilling these handicapping concepts in oh. you, in, 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 in getting you to understand how so to approach these games. Of you. Yeah, You're so generous. So, you know, I, what, it's a giving time of the year, right? Y- you know exactly. what? It is. It is. So Thank you. I, I'd like to congratulate myself on your five and zero run here. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think that's what's going on. I hope the audience is learning a little bit as well. So uh, for those that can't see, obviously we don't have cameras here in the studio. Not yet. I think next beads year. Beads of sweat are just pouring <laughs> off of Tyler's head right now. It's true. It's his, true. His shirt is soaking. You look like you just ran a marathon, and now I'm only four wins behind. If BYU wins tonight, if they cover, I'm going to be three behind can you we, heading can into Can we double the, the, down on that? Is there any way into we can the double meat down? of the bowl? What, you want to go double or nothing on that? You want to make it a twofer? Can we do it too? Is that allowed? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think we should. If anything, that's not the game where I'd want to do it. Yeah, and even it, though I do feel confident in my abilities because you know I am mounting this epic comeback. And there sets that sets a bit of a precedent as well. Yeah. Well, the comeback is continuing. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, it feels good, Tyler. It feels good to know that <laughs> eleven and two was an aberration. You know, it was. A, you realize I'm still up four games on you, right? Well, m- could be three in just a few <laughs> hours, Tyler, and then and I it mean, could be five. How as many? Well. How many bowl games? You know, this is going to be our, our part two of our three part series of picking bowl games. We've part got like two. fifteen games to Mr. pick Captain. in today's show, and you know we're going to go through them a little quicker than normal because there are so many of them. We're not going to do nearly as deep of a dive as we do yes. during the regular season. Yes. But Tyler, it could be over for you in just a couple weeks. 
Well, you know, it's a long season. There's a lot of twists and turns on this road they call life. That is very true. <laughs> Slow and steady wins I do the race. Ha- I, do have to, I do have to give you some uh, props. I do have one soundbite for you for, okay. the, uh, for the 0-5 run I'm on. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. That's right. Yeah, I'm turning big. all the monkeys loose on you, <laughs> Tyler. It's, it's going to be like uh, like the Wizard of Oz, flying monkeys coming to rip your arms off like the have like the ever, scarecrow. Have you ever synced up the Wizard of Oz and the soundtrack or the uh, full? Oh yeah, man. Have you ever done it? <laughs> no, but it's isn't that really cool? Wait, and, and which uh, you sync it's dark up? Dark Side of the Moon. Or, or a dark, uh, uh, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, Pink Floyd, yes, with the Wizard of Oz. I always heard that. But see, back in the day, before that YouTube was like existed, stuff our parents were doing like in the it. in the seventies when they were getting baked out of their fucking minds, it's right? Crazy. And they How were like, I, check it out, dude. And then if you watch it sober, you're probably like, um, no, okay. I, I watched it sober. You and did? It, it's crazy. Yeah, it actually. There's a lot of similarities. Like, like there are so many things. It actually sounds like it's meant to go with it. Now they talk to like the. The lead uh, uh, guitarist, I think, of the band, and he actually said that back in those days, in order to do that, he would have, they would have had to had studio oh, access yeah, and all no. those kinds of things. But it definitely couldn't have been on purpose. No, no, it, yeah, it's total coincidence. But it's just so bizarre because it, you can go and, and look on YouTube. They've synced it up now because it, back in the day, they'd say you know start the album on the second lion's roar when they're showing the MGM opening credits. Interesting, but. It's you have to go check it out because I know it's been like a thing for a long time. I can it's get down on that. Really cool. I haven't seen the Wizard of Oz in a while. Anyway, you know, you know the song. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's it's very cool, man. Yeah, and actually, that kind of makes me think. We're talking about movies. We're talking about Christmas. I think maybe what we should do is we should do one last version of Tyler's outdated movie reviews. Yeah. Before next week's show, let's make it a Christmas movie. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. And you know which one we already talked about earlier this year? A Christmas movie, yeah. undoubtedly a Christmas movie. By the way, that I know you've never seen Die Hard. Yes. So yes, I, it'll be on TV nonstop. By the way, um, well, I don't. I cut the cord. Oh, that's right. You're a cord cutter. Well, yeah. I, we'll have to see if it's on. I think it might be on Netflix or one of the streaming services. But I you think should, I sensed a little. That wasn't. Uh, you taking? Uh, you, are you against cord cutters? Ugh, cord cutter. <laughs> you know me. I'm a telecom guy. No, I'm not. I mean, look, I'm not a cord cutter yet, only because I really do hate not being live yeah. on, on when it comes to my sports. Like, there's a few when I watch Nuggets games. Sometimes I'll record them and start them like 30 minutes late, and then that kind of gets me to halftime. But even still, like if I'm watching a Michigan game, I feel like I have to be live. Because I'll be scrolling Twitter and then I'll see someone will tweet out, you know, Michigan touchdown or Michigan interception or whatever, like three minutes before I see it. So I either can't be on Twitter or I can't watch or, or you know, I have to watch live. There's so many benefits. But especially I think, I think next year I will cut the cord, actually. I'm going to join you in the ranks. Come on, Will. There's the room over cutter here. ranks. A lot of room. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of ways to stream games now. Uh, legal and illegal. We will. certainly won't comment on that. We would definitely not encourage anyone <laughs> to find illegal streams for games and find ways around those dirty telecom companies. Would never. I wow. would never. And it, boy, would it be a shame if anyone <laughs> did that, if anyone were to cut their cord and illegally stream all their college football games next year. A, a, a damn shame if damn that shame. happened. Damn shame? Yes, yeah, it would. No doubt about it. So, Tyler, before... doesn't have to be before next week's episode necessarily, but before our last episode for our last podcast of the season you need to see die hard you which, got it like how are you um like because that fall i mean yeah it's a christmas movie but it's an action movie and more importantly it's like right in the the meat of like the 90s action movies which i love oh, because will. some of them are great wheelhouse some man. of them are super cheesy uh, that, that's fine 
That is okay. Uh, it, that this is one right is, up my alley. Honestly, Die Hard's the best of them because it has a little bit of cheese to it, but it's honestly not bad as far as like ridiculous stunts and. You know, and, a good movie that I think that you will be surprised that I've actually seen that what? I love. Police Academy. Oh yeah, yes, that's a classic. Yeah. Exactly, but, but so, that's a funny one too. For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, when I think of like '90s action movies, I'm thinking of like no, and I was Terminator. Yeah, and well, like, I haven't seen Terminator. Oh man, yeah, Terminator. those are good too. And, but I do uh, know the quote: "John Connor, get to the chopper." That's actually Predator, also oh. a, also a great '90s action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's in a lot of these. Uh, Point Break, dude, Keanu and Patrick Swayze, a okay. classic. Okay, I love all those because some of them are just so bad and the acting is so bad. But Die Hard is actually Lethal good. Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Le- yeah, exactly. Yes. They're all okay. in that same category, and I think Die Hard's the best of them. And you should watch it. I actually think you'll enjoy it. I've been, I've been actually. That's a great one. I've been planning on watching it. Hopefully, there's no sappy, stupid ass, just using up all your emotions. Oh. There's like maybe sixty that's seconds fine. of that in the whole that's movie. Fine. Maybe. I- I'm sure. Honestly, it's, a it's mostly just John McClane, Bruce Willis, absolutely kicking fucking ass. I'm down and destroying people. And like doing it, like he's just like the, un- the the underdog the whole way through. You'll love it, honestly. And you, what you'll find when you watch it is like this is absolutely a Christmas movie. It references like Santa and Christmas and stuff all the time. The whole thing takes place at a Christmas party. Like you'll you'll get it. So I'm excited. We'll add that to Tower's outdated movie reviews. And we got a couple other things coming up the show. So obviously we're going to break down some bowl games later. But first, Tyler, I wanted to do a little college football secret Santa. Oh, okay. So what we're going to do here, the basic idea is you and I both picked some Secret Santa gifts, or it doesn't even have to be Secret Santa, whatever. These are Christmas gifts for people in the college football world. And I'll start with mine. I've got I've got a handful here, and then we'll kind of go back and forth and see where we start. Love it. Love the music. <laughs> so for right. Christmas, I am getting Lane Kiffin, new head coach at Ole Miss, a cell phone that deletes its texts and call history every 60 minutes. Ooh. I'm calling it the Joey like Freshwater that. special. Do you okay. know about Joey Freshwater, Tyler? Uh, no. In college, there was a uh, squirrel in our, in our backyard. His name was Bobby Creekwater. That's similar. Okay. So Joey Freshwater, and this is all allegedly. These were, uh, these were unconfirmed reports that I believe it was during Lane Kiffin's time at Tennessee, or maybe it was when he was offensive coordinator at Alabama. He would go to bars and hit on chicks with a fake name, and his fake name was Joey Freshwater. No. <laughs> yeah. oh, so I'm serious? calling this one the Joey Freshwater special. Uh. We all know Hugh Freeze got taken down at Ole Miss. <laughs> he got taken down at Ole Miss uh, because he had, you know, texts and phone calls to uh, escorts, allegedly, you know, whatever. And so this special cell phone that I'm giving Lane Kiffin for Christmas deletes all texts and calls every 60 minutes. It's going to save his job. I also have a gift for Lane Kiffin. Ooh, it is a okay. gift card to his local dispensary. Because oh, do they have those in Mississippi? I don't know. I don't think they do. I'm the closest <laughs> one to them, let's say. Not, not south of the Mason-Dixon line, I don't think. Uh, Mason-Dixon, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give him a gift card because as uh, Lil Wayne says, smoke weed, talk shit like, like Lane, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Okay, that yes. works. You know what? Uh, even though it's not illegal in Ole Miss, something tells me Lane Kiffin might partake in yeah, those kind so. of activities. I think so. I think Lane Kiffin would have fun on my little limo Lane, Christmas light Lane adventure. Lane Kiffin is first team all bro, right? Yeah, like, yeah like, like in college football, he's there. there. A lot of the bros are leaving. Cliff Kingsbury's gone now. Yeah. What are, is Lincoln Riley a bro? He seems too No, because he's, he's too, too like buttoned up. Yeah. He's too like classy. Like yeah. Lane Kiffin is more just like frat bro. <laughs> he but he's not, he's like mellow. He's toned it down. Dude. More recently, but he still has that in him. You know who's vintage, bro? Huh. Mac Brown. 
<laughs> vintage yeah. bro. He's an old school bro. Oh, yeah. He's an old bro. I like that. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, my next one, this one's for Clay Helton, USC head coach. I'm getting him a new leather suitcase. Oh, okay. Now, look, he may have been retained uh, at, at Southern Cal, but they didn't extend his contract, and that's very telling. What that means to me, I see that as Southern Cal looked at who their potential hires could be at uh, if they were to fire him and they didn't have anyone good. So they kept him around for one more year, but they're not going to extend him. They did extend their offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, but I think that was just to keep him there. Okay. And I don't think Clay Helton will be around after another year at Southern Cal. And I think that the main evidence of that is that their 2020 recruiting class, which of course just came through with signing day, is ranked 79th in the country. Dead last in the Pac-12. Wow. 63rd <laughs> out of all 64 Power 5 teams. That's ridiculous for Southern California. How does Oregon State out-recruit USC? USC is in the middle of a hotbed. I mean, so much talent comes out of That's Southern bad. California and Los Angeles specifically. So for them to, to finish 79th in the country after early signing day, no five stars. I think they just had one four-star and the rest were all, and, and, were all three. And you know their new athletic director, Mike Bone, came out and supported Clay Helton when he got hired in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a and, nice and then move. they just retained him. I'm telling you, it's because they couldn't get whoever it was they wanted, and now they're going to wait another year and see if they can get someone else. Ooh, that, you think so? Think. Yeah. I think that because he just has one more year left on his contract. Okay. They retained him. They did not extend him. That would have been guy, the real sign. You're like the you're like the Adam Schefter without the connections. Adam Schefter. I can't Adam really do Schefter. a Schefter. I can do a... You know who I've been working on Confirmed. lately? Who is the British guy... You you'll get him because I I'm, I do this guy Tom spot Cruise. on no 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 Jim Carrey <laughs> he's in the Batman movies and he's British oh Michael Caine yeah Michael okay you know Batman <laughs> Gotham City doesn't need a hero every single night that's solid I mean right? it's British that's I don't know good. if it's solid Michael Caine that's but it good. is a British that's, accent come on it's well, all right I've been working on it it's all right yeah. Gotham doesn't need Gotham. your your body. Doesn't need your body, man. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need your life. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so who's your next Christmas uh, gift? I've got a couple here in the Pac-12. I'm going to give everyone in the Pac-12 cash. I'm going to be the uncle <laughs> and give out cash here. Nice. Because Cause they need it. <laughs> again, it was widely reported this year how either underpaid or the pay. Let's just put it this way. The pay difference for coaches in the Pac-12 compared to all other Power 5 conferences is laughable. Now, you could say, well, look at the results. You pay for what you get. And I'm not going to argue with any of that. But the fact is, the Pac-12 has no money right now to spend. These ADs are broke. Institutionally, some of these schools like University of Colorado, University of Utah, University of California, even USC, Oregon, Washington, they put a lot of that money into things besides football. Oh, yeah. Teams, uh, schools like, let's just put the entire SEC in this category. A lot of ACC schools, Big Ten schools, they understand football brings in the big bucks and you have to put the money there. The Pac 12 doesn't operate that way. Yeah. So I'm going to be the uncle here and uh, give out money. Everybody for, likes uh, that uncle, though. We want more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then I have one, I have a couple more gifts in the Pac-12. Do you yeah, have, uh, go ahead. So I'm going to give uh, Herm Edwards, and this kind of has the same uh, thing with the money. I'm going to give him a real actual booster base. I'm going to round up six wealthy Who are the boosters. most famous Arizona State alums, I wonder? <sighs> I don't know. But I'm going to Google it real quick. They're, they're dealing with some, I mean, they're in the shallow end of the pool there. 
Let's just say that much with Arizona State. So All I'm, right, well, I'm, I'm looking at it. Oh, no, they got some deep pockets here. Okay, here's no. just some famous ones to name a few. Phil Mickelson. There's some money for you. Jimmy Kimmel. David Spade. Why aren't these guys contributing? Arizona Barry State, Bonds. Arizona State is one of the schools that is hurting the most right now in the Pac-12. Arizona, yeah. their rival across the state, who's a freaking joke, it gets more money than Arizona State does. It's so. So can we condemn? Can we put Cole and Maybe Phil Mickelson? Barry stocking? Bonds can give the players can some steroids, <laughs> and then they can actually play better on the field. Uh, James Harden, he's out there. The crowd loves you. Will. After that, uh, it's getting a little. Okay. Nick Nolte. Okay. All right, listen. They need to step up and start contributing because Herm is working with nothing here. He's bringing in great recruits. You're talking about good recruiting classes. They've done more the last couple of years at Arizona State than they may have done in the entire history of the program. Get that man some real boosters. Yeah, come uh, on, Phil Nicholson. Let's move on to Open my up back- those pockets. Let's move on to our backyard, Boulder, Colorado. I'm going to give head coach Mel Tucker pants. I'm going to give him some nice khakis because this guy like for those who don't know <laughs> for those who don't know he loves to wear shorts during the games. Oh, he's wait, is he one of those guys who's like I'm not cold. He, I can wear shorts. I wear shorts no, in the snow cuz I'm that he, tough. He, he wears pants during the cold games, okay. but he says look good, feel good, feel good, play good or something like that. I think he looks a little unprofessional. I'm mm. going to get him some khaki. Look at Jim Harbaugh, right? No matter what he says, no matter what he does, that dude is looking like he just saved 39.99 at Coles on those Mm, buttoned up. They got the nice crease on the side like uh, Jerry Seinfeld I would. believe he, for a while, was buying all his khakis at, at Walmart. Walmart, Not a excuse joke. me. Yeah. Okay. He's but a you know, photographer you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I like that look for coaches. I'm not... You know, you're like Charlie Kelly. You don't like people's knees. You don't want to see people's knees. I don't knees. like the knees, no. <laughs> and so the knee's a weird thing anyway. Just think about what the knee is. I th- I think the it's, knee's a weird thing. It's a thing, big deal. Man. The knees are cool. We like knees. Knees are strange. Okay. Uh, my last gift in the Pac-12, let's uh, turn the music down real quick. I am going to give, actually, this has to do with the Pac-12, but I'm giving it to everyone else in college football. It's the guide to Mike Leach's strange sayings. Oh. So you can kind of decipher what he's trying to say. Mike Leach is one of those coaches. He he often says very strange things in press conferences after games. I actually put together a little Mike Leach compilation. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. And please so, uh, grace let's, us with let's, that. Uh, this is a Christmas gift for everyone, really. It, it is a Christmas gift. About a minute long, and uh, we did... Uh, uh, get this off a great uh, YouTube uh, Mike Leach quotes. Okay. So give them some accolades here. Yes. Mike Leach compilation. As, as coaches, we failed uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some <laughs> obvious advantages. For one thing, their fat little girlfriends are telling them what they want to hear, which is how great you are and how, uh, how easy it's going to be. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face until somebody daubed our little tears off. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's always been naive. You know, um, on earth they say, oh, well, we're the only ones. We're, I mean, really, why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? <laughs> Cliff likes to be up early. Cliff's a very sharp dresser. Uh, Dana thinks he's a sharp dresser, but clearly is not. Let's see, whales, bears, chimp, uh, no, whales, grizzly bears, chimpanzees, sharks, Australia, Daniel Boone. There isn't really a specific way to do the tango. Geronimo, <laughs> the guy always leads. Apache Indians in general, just overall. Wyatt Earp, I don't like to dance. Doc Holliday, because I'm self-conscious. Kind of gravitating a little towards uh, Vikings and George Washington. 
There you go, Will. Merry Christmas to everyone. Man. The Mike Leach. We're going to hand out the Mike Leach guide to uh, strange Mike Leach sayings. I could just listen to that on loop for the rest <laughs> of my life, I think. That was fantastic. So, All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got an, I've got another one here. This one is for Kirk Herbstreet. Ooh, College Kirk. Game Day. He's You're a legend, of course. More, uh, okay, what do we get? I, he's getting a gift card to Great Clips. <laughs> get a new haircut, Kirk. The Frosted Tips were cool when you were 23. Great when it was Clips. In the 90s. And guess what? They haven't been cool since. His hair is turning gray, and he still like dyes the tops yellow for frosted tips. His hair is stupid. I love Kirk. Uh, he's a legend. I like when he calls games that, that Michigan is playing. I like listening to him as an announcer. I just don't like looking at his stupid haircut. Someone tell him that he's not 19 anymore. That's all. So he's getting a gift card to Great Clips. They'll fix him up there. They'll, they'll give him something new. It did Great Clips uh, sponsor today's show? I may or may not have significant <laughs> stock in Great Clips. Uh, I won't divulge that information at all, but you know, can neither yeah. confirm nor deny. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, this is just a little stocking stuffer, not a not a full size gift. This is for Nick Saban. I'm getting him a little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie for his bre- for oh, his Christmas nice. breakfast. That's sweet. I know he loves those for breakfast. He has two every day for breakfast. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yep. So I'm getting him one, just a little stocking stuffer. Uh, we'll stay in the SEC. No, no, hold, on, hold on, actually, quickly. I have a I've, yeah. After you told me that initially, that sounded so delicious. You went out and. Had the Nick Saban special? I did. I went out and bought some Little Debbie's cream pies and started having them with my breakfast every morning until I looked at what they're made with. Sugar. A lot of corn syrup, man. Yeah, that's just, not, just pretty, pretty much good for Pretty you. much only sugar. So I cut those out. Very little oatmeal and cream, yeah. as it turns <laughs> I know. out. Mostly just sugar. Uh, staying in the SEC, this present is for Nick Mullen, and actually it's for his wife. So... For his wife, we're going to give her a ticket to Thunder Down Under in Las Vegas. Hey. This is for Mrs. Mullen. Let's get her her fix of muscular, handsome gentleman with her it, shirts man. off. She needs it. So she doesn't have to French kiss every player on the team every week, okay? So hey, Nick, it helps in recruiting. Send your wife to Vegas. Send her to Thunder Down Under. Those those uh, fantastic gentlemen with their bulging biceps and six-pack abs, eight-pack abs probably. I don't know. I haven't been there. Uh, they'll, you know, she can, she can maybe kiss those guys on the lips and not have to kiss every Florida player. I'm going back to Vegas in five weeks. Ah, all right. Well, tell me well, if maybe. you see, uh, if you see Mrs. <laughs> Mullen there. Uh, and finally, hey, hey, I, I got a couple before you wrap things up. Okay. I got a couple more gifts to give out. Um, we're going to give out, uh, to Michigan football in general. Oh, so this includes boy. both Michigan schools. Don't hurt me. Some swagger back, man. Some swagger. Michigan football <laughs> at one point was so good and so feared. What the hell happened? Well, Michigan State is falling off a cliff. Jim Harbaugh is letting things just completely go, like some fat lady you hurt in me, her. Tyler. I'm sorry, but there's this hurts me, it Scott. looks like the one who you show up at the the 20 year reunion and you go, oh my god. Well, see, that's actually, Michigan football. It's no, like, what it's, happened to see, Michigan the difference football? Is that and I'm, I'm, everyone I'm, is thinking I'm this. I'm clumping Michigan football in the same category: Michigan State and Michigan. Oh well, who gives a shit about Michigan State football? Sorry, you're not Spartan the best. Fans. You're not the um, best uh, committee here to have this discussion. Here's what I'm saying: is that Michigan University of Michigan football is actually like it's. It, it, you should have said that when Brady Hoke was there. Michigan football is good. The problem is well, Ohio State football is like the best. Isn't that a song? I need my swag a bit. Mm, need my swag a Probably bit. is. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't heard it, but it sounds like something okay. that a rap artist would say. I'm giving Mac Brown. Dance lessons, Ooh. because after those wins this year, when he was getting no, down, don't disrespect Mac. Jiggy with it, don't as, uh, disrespect Mac say. Brown. Oof, come on! You Mac. wish you could dance half as good as Mac Brown. Okay, he is a scholar okay. and a gentleman. Maybe I'll get sir. us some dual lessons. We can do it together. But Mac, he leads. You, you need some he help. leads for sure. You that, need some help. That, uh, and I've only duo. got I've only got one more. Yeah. So let me and then you grab it. Up. Uh, I'm gonna give the NCAA in general 
a football commissioner because that's what they need. Roger, the you want Roger Goodell in the NCAA? Needs, yes. No. Not Goodell per, per se. The NCAA but, has a, a president, Mark no, Emmert. I know, but not that guy. They need like a. They need someone who. They need another position created. And if if his if Just his face. if his titles commissioner, they need someone else to step in and make this a real sport where. Every team has a real sh- shot to win it. I, I'm not a fan of Wyoming football. I give a shit about Wyoming football, but it's not right that if Wyoming football goes undefeated, they need other things to go right in order to even have a chance to win the pl- to the, the championship game. So, or fill in whoever you may there, San Diego or any other sure. Division One team. Yeah, right? non Power Five. Exactly, is what you're exactly. Saying. Yeah, non Power Five. So it's it's not someone needs to walk into the sport. I'll and volunteer I know for that job. I think I'd be awesome. You'd be great at, that at job. it, man. Yeah, you honestly would. All right, day you'd be one. A little biased. I am but giving Ohio State the death exactly. penalty. <laughs> exactly. Ohio State is banished. They can never play football again. That'd be my number one thing. Okay, well that's a little my a little uh, tough, but, uh, <laughs> my final Christmas gift. Is for our beloved Coach O, Ed Ordron. I'm I'm getting him a bag of Ricola uh, throat lozenges. Ricola. You know, I love his voice, but it's, it sounds like the the poor guy has been like, I don't know, he's he's had like surgery done on his vocal cords or something, and it sounds so raspy. I'm just gonna get him some Ricolas. No question. There's no question about that. Ricola. He could he could use it. I still love Coach O though. So that's 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 as far as I'm gonna get. So I think that's part of his whole thing, his whole persona. That's our secret Santa right that there. Gives him his uh, secret sauce. Yeah. All right, this one goes out to Woo's Media. For all you small business owners or large business owners, frankly, check out Woo'smedia.com. So Woo's Media obviously uh, hosts a number of podcasts, ours, the sharp angle. That's Tyler's gambling podcast. There's the buffs nation. There's more coming next year too. But what was, media also, uh, is an expert in, you could say is uh, digital marketing, right? So, uh, digital advertising, really specific stuff. If you're a business owner, you want that, you want to get the people, you know, it's not just blanket stuff. It's, it's targeted. It's going for the people that are your customers, your demographic. So make sure you check them out online at woosmedia.com and on Twitter at woosmedia. All right, Tyler bowls, part two of bowl season. Bowls, bowls. Now we are omitted a couple small ones in here. So I'm really sorry to, you know, the fighting Illini, uh, of the University of Illinois, but um, we have so many bowls to break down here. It, it, there's going to be a few we're going to omit, so we're just going to go with some of the bigger ones, some of the better matchups. That's bullist. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Illinois. Uh, but we, we will we'll move through these pretty quickly because I think we have like 15 bowls to break down here. So Tyler started off the Pinstripe Bowl, played at Yankee Stadium. We got the, so stupid. The Michigan State Spartans. They are four point favorites. This line is kind of all over the place. I've seen it three and a half. I've seen it up to four and a half and five. But it seems like four is kind of the consensus here. Uh, Spartans favored by four versus Wake Forest. Now, Michigan State having a really bad year. Six and six. Wake Forest on the other side. They're having a pretty good year. They're eight and four. They've had some big wins. Uh, Michigan State, three and nine against the spread this year, including one and seven in their last eight. Two teams that are built very differently. Michigan State, a defensive juggernaut. And Wake Forest, they're more of an offensive team for uh, offense first team. And the stats back it up. Michigan State is better than Wake Forest in almost every defensive statistical category. And Wake is better in almost every offensive category. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting game. I think it will be a low-scoring game. 
I think the, Spart- the Spartans will zero in on Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman, uh, who is kind of the engine of the Demon Deacon offense. Uh, he not only leads the team in passing, but I believe he also leads the team in rushing. Uh, I think he has more rushing touchdowns than any running back on the team. But ultimately, I think Wake Forest finds a way to pull out the close victory, which is why I'm taking Wake Forest plus the points here. I don't like this Michigan State offense very much. I don't see how they can score even on this Wake Forest defense. So I'm taking uh, the Demon Deacons and the points. I have a lot of questions about a couple things here. Michigan State's motivation and Michigan State's offense. My big, big thing keeping me really off of Mich- or off of Wake Forest hard was the fact that Michigan State plays in the Big Ten. And I think this year the Big Ten is probably the best conference in football. I mean, I know you're on the inside. I think that would you agree with that or not? Yeah, I mean, because uh, sometimes the SEC is having a good year too. I, I would, I think they're right there though. I think that but the Big Ten is really good. Yeah, it is. It's Wake very good. Forest had a much easier schedule. Okay, so I just wonder. What does that mean? What does strength of schedule mean in this game? I know it means a whole lot in, in the bowl season in general. And you'll hear me talk about teams from the Pac-12 doing a certain way or the SEC because you just see it play out year after year. But I don't think it's going to be enough because Wake Forest, despite the fact that Michigan State may be able to stop them early, give it the full 60 minutes, the Demon Deacons will score. Michigan State just won't have the offense to keep up. And I'm not sure how into this game they're going to be. So I'm going to take Wake Forest plus the points here. You said plus four, plus three and a half. I like that because I think this is going to be a very close, low-scoring game. These points will be at a premium. Taking Wake Forest. No doubt. Okay, next up, the Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State. They are... Six and a half, six-point underdogs here to Texas A&M. Texas A&M getting somewhat of a home field advantage here with it being in Texas. However, Oklahoma State's right there too. So uh, this is, you know, it's it's somewhat of a fair neutral site. Now, Oklahoma State, they're eight and four. Kind of an up and down season for them. A&M, seven and five, not super impressive, but you do have to look at their schedule. So, you know, I like this one because it's an old school Big 12 matchup. And I, to me, looking at this, it's not fair. Despite the records, I think the records are deceiving. A&M's five losses are to Clemson, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Look, they may not have a great win on their schedule, but compare the losses of that to what Oklahoma State has. Oklahoma State has two good losses in Oklahoma and Baylor, but they also lost to Texas Tech and Texas. Not so good. So, look, I think... When I look at this, I'm also looking at coaches. Both coaches, they're very good in bowl games. Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy, he's nine and four as a head coach in bowl games. Jimbo Fisher, six and two. So when I see that, I see two team, two coaches that are good at motivating their guys for bowl season. Well, and, and good with time. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Time to prepare. But so what I think the deciding factor here is talent. I think Texas A&M has the superior talent. And that will only be magnified if Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, doesn't play. He's questionable since having thumb surgery earlier in the year. Obviously, no Tylen Wallace at wide receiver. He went out for the year earlier this season, which means that all AM has to do is hone in on Chuba Hubbard, the stud running back for the Cowboys, and then let Kellen Mond do his thing. I think the Aggies win this one easily. Let's clarify to everyone once again for the new listeners. We are forcing picks here all season long. We kind of did leans, likes, loves, so on and so forth. We decided for the bowl games we were going to force picks to try and yeah to try and get more bet board games and to, just to try and you know have some more fun during bowl season, give you guys a little bit more uh, you know, something a little bit more in stake. So. Um, I think this is one of those games that I actually probably would bet anyway. I'm probably really? only, yeah, I'm probably only going to have 
five, six games this season anyway. Okay. There's 39 bowl games. Yeah, I'll there's pro- a lot. I'll probably bet five of them. Because you got to look to where the value is. Cause, exactly. Because you look exactly. at things differently than I do, right? I'm a gotta, fan. I look at all these games. you got to bet the numbers, not the teams. Right. And so it's, it's tough. And a lot of these spreads, I think, are accurate. And if the line's right, then by definition, you shouldn't be betting it. So, yeah. you know, I think it's fun forcing these games. But this actually is actually probably one of the games that I would have. Now... I, this is contingent on the health of Oklahoma State. I would keep a close eye on that because, as you said, the talent is on the Aggies' side. I've been on Oklahoma State all year. You look at the yes. bet board, look how many times I'm on Oklahoma State. Yep. Three so far this year. I, I, I like them. I like Mike Gundy. As you said, good record with time as a bowl, uh, during bowl games, which means, again, to repeat what Will said, you've got time and you're, you can motivate your guys. Right. So it's tough to fade Oklahoma State here, but the Aggies... When when Mike Leach came out and said this was the best seven and five team, or Mike Gundy came out and said this is the best seven and five team in history, I don't think he was being. He might be right. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, they had such a tough schedule. They were in a lot of those games. Yeah. I think the Aggies could really make this thing ugly, and it could be a long day for Oklahoma State. I, I think they got a bad bad draw here. Yeah, the, the I Cowboys, agree. So. That's a tough one. That, yeah, that could just be one to pack the gonna, stats for the SEC. Yeah, so we're going to go Aggies. Six and a half is a good number. I like it, and I'm taking it. Yeah, that says something because you do love Oklahoma State. I know you you uh, you you like to pick them, so well, that is saying I, something. But I, I also think they were really underrated this year. For sure. And I think there were a lot of times the market disrespected them for various reasons. This is one of those games, though, that uh, the values on the They Aggies. went over their win total for the yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah. Which was, what, just six games? It was, I think it was uh, seven, but yeah. still. But yeah. they went eight and four, yeah. so good for them. Uh, Holiday Bowl. This one's in San Diego. We've got Iowa versus Southern Cal. Iowa, two-point favorite here. Now, Iowa, they haven't been flashy, but they've been about as solid as you can get. They only have their three losses have all come at the hands of good teams. Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all of those have been by one score or less. They're obviously led by their defense, which is ranked 12th nationally, which will certainly be tested by this explosive Trojan offense led by Keaton Slovis and Michael Pittman Jr. So the question for me becomes, because here's how I see it. I, I, I think that the Iowa defense will be able to slow down the Southern Cal defense a little bit. I think that the Southern Cal, or excuse me, the Southern Cal offense. I think the Southern Cal California offense is very talented. I don't think many teams can keep them from scoring. Let's call it like 28 points. So the question becomes: Can the Iowa Hawkeye offense, that is barely in the top 100 in points per game, score enough to keep up? In their three losses this year, the ones I mentioned before, Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, they scored 12, 3, and 22 points. So can Nate Stanley, the quarterback, can he keep? The Hawkeyes in this one, can they produce? Can they create a a game where they're, you know, because Iowa, they're they're an old school team. They like to hold on to the ball. They like to run the ball a lot. They don't throw the ball around too much. And I think that tends to end up with lower scoring games. And ultimately, I'm going to say no. I'm not putting my money on the Hawkeyes offense. I'm not willing to say they're going to score enough to outscore Southern California. So even though I think Southern California might be dealing with some motivation stuff with the recruiting class coming in so low and the uncertainty around the program. Even still, I'm going to take Southern California if they're getting two points here. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that we were going to have all these agreements, and I'm going through. <laughs> and I was well, doing okay. I was doing this, and just because you're scared to lose on the bet board to me, no, Tyler. Man. And, and, and I was <laughs> honestly, and I'm going through because I told you before I like to kind of go meta and and predict what you're going to play. And yeah. A couple shows ago, I was right. Remember when I called? I was like, dude, we're going to have a lot of disagreements today. Yeah. We had like four out of five games. Yep. 
I knew going through today's show, a lot of these would go this way. Yeah. I actually thought you'd be on Iowa here. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm on USC. No. I just think this is more about... I see a high-scoring game. I kind of like the over, too. Um, really? Yeah, because Iowa, I think, will be able to score because USC's defense is not very good. Hmm. Uh, porous, and I think what you need in order to stop Iowa is a really strong defensive line. I'm not sure if they have... I know they got a good defensive line, yeah. but Iowa's going to get their yards. So I, I see both teams scoring. I just think Iowa can't keep up. USC, it's, it, I said it's going to be a long day for Oklahoma State, and that game is going to be a long day for... Iowa State's defense. Yeah. I mean, this secondary is not near quick enough to keep up with the USC's receivers for or their sure. tight ends to even. Yeah, to be they're honest. loaded so, for yeah. targets for Keaton Look, Slovis. They're, they're going to score points, so I like the over and I like uh, USC this game. Yeah, see, that's kind of interesting because when I looked at the line, honestly, if you had, if I just looked at the matchup before, I would have guessed that USC would be the favorite here. So I'm almost wondering if it's a little bit trappy, if it's a little bit of a of a trap game. We'll see, but we're both on USC here. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Uh, next up, the Cheez-It Bowl. I love a classic in college like, uh, football. you like Cheez-Its? I do love Cheez-Its. What's your you know, favorite Cheez-It flavor? I mean, look, it's hard to go past original because original is so good. Original I, I would say... Awesome. Oh, man. White I, cheddar? You got the The white the, cheddar the hot, is so good. You know what I like is when they... I'll tell you my favorite. It's They do the duos box where they mix two flavors. Oh, that's and that, that's it's, classy. It's, the, it's like cheddar jalapeno and white cheddar or something like that. It's one of those mixes, but man, can't go wrong with cheese. It's also, if you ever see anyone eating cheese nips, just run away. That person can't be trusted. If you like cheese nips, you're a psychopath and probably a serial killer, and we should probably just throw you in jail and lock away we, the key. We actually don't agree on many food takes. I'm in your park, though. Cheese nips. Cheese nips are gross. It's it's the D-League. It's the it's, it's single I they, A. I think their entire business model is to sell to airlines and then they give them out for free when you're on like a southwest That's gotta flight. That's got to be it. Yeah. Because I've never seen anyone like in a store buying cheese nips. Very anti-cheese nip away on if this you show. Do. Um, the Cheese It Bowl. I this is such a great matchup. Air Force versus Washington How fun State. Is this gonna be, I man. love this matchup. So, kudos to the Cheese It Bowl, their committee for making this happen. Look, these I'm not sure you could have picked two teams that are more opposite of each other from every standpoint, from an offensive schematic standpoint, from what their head coaches are like. Um, on one side, you have Mike Leach, the pirate in the air raid offense, where they want to throw it basically every single play. And on the other side, you have a service academy that runs the triple option and basically never throws it. So I lo- this matchup is so much fun. I really can't wait to watch this one. And look, when it comes to playing against a service academy, you what you don't want to do is play into their hand. What all these triple option teams want to do is they want to hold on to the ball and bleed you out slow with fullback dives for four yards of play and the occasional occasional quarterback keeper option play that goes for seven and then they might burn you with one big pass play you know each half that's it and they make long drives and they keep your offense on the sideline keeping their defense fresh and to me this matchup is a nightmare for Washington State if they can't score it early and often all it takes for this game to get out of hand for the Cougars is if Air Force scores and then Washington State has a quick three and out on offense and then Air Force goes on an eight-minute, 13-play drive for another touchdown. If Washington State's going to hang with Air Force, they're going to need to score a lot in this one because the Cougars are not good at stopping the run. They give up almost 200 yards per game, and that spells disaster when you consider they're not playing any option teams. And now I expect them to give up close to 400 yards this game. I don't have faith that Washington State can get off the field on defense. Let's go Zoomies. I'm taking Air Force minus the points here. Okay, well, we're going to have a bet. Yeah, uh, here we go. I know, here, hand. Let me get the sound drop here. Yeah, I got to be ready. I thought we were just going to be... Bet board, dude. I told you. 
Where is my... Uh, oh, here we go. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? Bet board. Right, so both teams are going to struggle here because it's tough to replicate what each team does well in practice. But I have a really, really, really hard time thinking that Air Force is going to have an easier time stopping Washington State than Washington State is going to have stopping Air Force. Look, Mike Leach actually knows about the triple option. Mike Leach, uh, there's a great article up on spokesman.com uh, posted a couple days ago, which is a local article in Washington. And Will, I've told you this before, I like to go local when I'm doing my handicaps and see what they're saying. You're a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. You know, I'm a people's champion. Uh, law. By the way, talk about people's champion. Can we give me a quick, uh, I want our fantasy football league. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Congratulations, Tyler. Not only is he the commissioner, the hardest working guy in our league, he does... Tyler has to deal with all of the insane nut jobs that are in our <laughs> fantasy league, including Which me. Which is a lot. Uh, and he has to deal with all the bullshit. He has to put everything together. Uh, kudos to you, sir. Congratulations on your champ. You join uh, what is now a three-man club of yes. people that have won the league twice, including me. Two championship so club. You and yep. Smitty. Shout out, Smitty. Thanks. To, it's, it's nice to be in the club, Will. Do yeah. I get a green jacket? You get access to our special clubhouse, mm. which has yet to be built. But when it is built in the future, you'll have access. Sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Leach has long been fascinated with the triple option. This goes back to his early coaching days when he started to coach in college. He, Mike Leach, is obviously a guy who likes to not run standard offenses. So he experimented. For his first couple years, he ran a triple option. He coached wow. a triple option. He, uh, he gave uh, seminars to coaches in high school to coach the, the triple option and then he would end up getting a lot of their players to come play for him. Yeah. So this guy has long been fascinated with not only weird quirky offenses but specifically the triple option. I think they're going to be ready for this. I think they're going to be really? able to not stop but slow down Air Force's offense. Air Force is going to score points. I also like the under the over, excuse me, like the over in Which this Which is game. a high number, it right? It is 67 points. That's a big one. It is. But the reason I like it is because I think both teams get their points. And similar to our USC handicap, I just think Air Force can't keep up. I love Air Force. We're from Colorado. They're a very good team, 10-2 and two on the season. I saw them play in person this year in Boulder. Yeah, but tough. They are. But I also saw Washington State play this year. And Washington State is fast. They're electric. They've got an underrated coaching staff who gets their guys ready. And it's just a weird offense to prepare for. So I love what, what Calhoun's doing at, at Air Force. I really like that offense. I appreciate what they're doing for college football. Love how they still run the wing tee. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's just a, it's a wing tee. But I'm taking Washington State to eventually pull away. Give me the nut job. Uh, Gundy to uh, win this one. And yeah, we got a bet board game. Look, you make a lot of good points. The one thing I'll say is that I just don't have faith that even if Mike Leach is an expert on the option, that he can get his guys on defense to play it. Uh, I, I just don't know that they have the talent there. But but well, here look, I mean, that, and you know it, what? I'll actually if we could almost double bet this because I like the under. If you're willing to make this a double bet board. Because I just think that, that uh, Air Force no, is going to dominate because, possession. No, because and, that, and there yeah, won't be enough time. Yeah, I could see that happening. And if if what I'm saying is true, Air Force may. I could see this. You know, 31-7. Right. Washington State the way I gave my handicap. Wow. So okay, well then that's fine. I could, so I could see. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But either uh, way, we're on the opposite side. This cool. is going to be another one in my epic comeback. There we go. Um, when you give your next handicap, I'm going to run and get my uh, charger. Real quick. Okay, sounds good. Next up. The Cotton Bowl. We're in Dallas for this one, a place where I actually visited this year. I saw a game in the Cotton Bowl. I went to the Red River Rivalry. Red, well, say that five times fast. Red River Rivalry. And 
it was a blast. It's a cool old stadium. It's a classic. So we've got Memphis versus Penn State here. Penn State, they are seven-point favorites here. Now, look, Memphis is simply overmatched. I like Memphis. Uh, I like what Mike Norvell has built there. And uh, all the listeners know, Tyler knows I've mentioned it a bunch. You know how much I like the AAC. I love watching AAC football. I think they're an extremely underrated conference. But Mike Norvell is gone. He left for Florida State. He's not coaching them for this bowl game. And while the AAC is the best group of five conference, it's still not the Big Ten. And Penn State is a damn good team. They're very good. Now, while Memphis may be a very good offensive team, they lack on defense what a team like Penn State has. Penn State has proven all year long They had a top 20 defense and a top 20 offense. They have explosive playmakers on both sides of the ball, NFL guys. Uh, And I just don't see how Memphis will be able to score to keep up with Penn State. I think Penn State's going to get theirs. And I think Memphis will score. You know, they'll probably get 20, 24 points, but it won't be enough. I just fear that also the Memphis Tigers will lack the motivation too with their head coach leaving them. Now, obviously, I said that same thing about FAU when they played uh, in their bowl game. Uh, last week and, and FAU after Lane Kiffin left, they put up 50 points. I don't think we'll have that here. I think Penn State will be prepared to stop this Memphis offense, and I think they blow them out. I'm taking Penn State. We are. We're not so different, you and I. It's <laughs> a pretty good uh, impression, huh? Yeah, we're taking Penn State. I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I think they run away with it. Memphis, I mean, 12-1, and one, but I think a Great lot of year. people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good year, but a lot of people are going to look at that and... <laughs> Seven five and one against the spread says to me they're pretty much how the market had them. You yeah. know, if they were twelve and one and they were nine and three ATS, yep. that's like wow. the The market was behind them. They really had a great year. No, they had an average year for how the market thought they'd do. So I think yep. Penn State runs away with this one. Really suffocates them on defense, and then this offense comes to life. And the fact that it's motivation for Penn State. Do you think that that's going to lack in this game? That That's my one question mark with the Nittany Lions here. No, I don't. Look, as much as I rip on James Franklin because I don't, I just think he's kind of a turd and I don't like his like conference stuff, like his press conference stuff. Uh, he just seems kind of fraudulent to me despite his record. I know that he's, you know, obviously a successful coach has won a lot of games. I think he's actually a very good motivator and I think he'll find a way for, to motivate them, even for someone. I'm sure they wanted a bigger matchup. They were hoping, you know, to maybe get a Rose Bowl bid or something like that. Ten and two in the Big Ten, man, and they yeah. get the Cotton Bowl in Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I mean the Cotton Bowl is, you know, it, it used to be a, a, a bigger bowl. Maybe not so much now. Maybe not against Memphis, but even still, what I will, I I will say that James Franklin won't overlook Memphis, and he won't allow his players to do that either. Um, they know that Memphis is a good team, which they are, and I think they'll give them their their due respect. Yeah, no, I think Penn State uh, wins this one. Okay, Camping World Bowl. Tyler, not much of a camper, not big on camping. I, on the other hand, love camping. Yeah, I love pretending to be homeless. It's very I, fun. <laughs> I like camping. I like being out in the woods. And the Camping World Bowl here, we've got Notre Dame versus Iowa State. Notre Dame, a four-point favorite here. Uh, this I should think be, we may have a bet board this game. This should be a Let's good see. one. I love this matchup. I love Uh-oh. Look, these are two teams that are known to score a ton of points. Both are averaging more than 34 points per game this year. They both have really very talented quarterbacks. Notre Dame has Ian Book and for Iowa State, Brock Purdy. And uh, Tyler knows I've been, you know, I, uh, we've talked a lot about this year about Notre Dame being underrated. It's kind of crazy that a team that went 10-2 and lost only to Georgia and Michigan, both on the road, 
and they and not get a New Year's Six Bowl. Notre Dame has some really good wins in their schedule too. It's not just that they have quality losses. They've beaten Virginia, Southern California, Virginia Tech, and a top 25 Navy team. Those are really good wins for anyone, not just for Notre Dame. Also, another really interesting note here, Notre Dame had seven opponents this year that were coming off a bye week. That's ridiculous. That's insane. And I also, Tyler knows I love Matt Campbell. I've been a big supporter of Iowa State all year long. Uh, I root for them for the most part. I know that three of their losses were by one score, but I just don't think they've gotten over the hump with a big win this year. I think this game will be a really good a, a good one. I think we'll see a lot of points. But ultimately, I think that Ian Book and Chase Claypool will have big games. I think Notre Dame ends up winning by a touchdown or more. I'm going with the Irish here. Want to bet? Wow. Would you like to bet on it? I did it's not funny think you'd be on Iowa yep, State. How about that? It's funny how we have flipped here. I am going to take the Cyclones. I just think Notre Dame is going to be so flat this game, man. I really? don't like Brian Kelly for motivation. Mm. I think that the Camping World Bowl could have been one of the bowls, the least appetizing bowl for Notre Dame to go to. Like you Very mentioned, true. they expected to be in a big-time bowl game, 10-2 on the year. They got to go play fucking 7-5. and five. Iowa State, I guarantee they're not going to give Iowa State any respect in Notre Dame. They play Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. Maybe. It's going to be more Iowa State fans, which really isn't worth that much, but I think that's going to motivate the team. So I think that not necessarily – a lot of people like to say, well, because they, you know, they're going to have more people with their jerseys on in the stands, I think that's a bunch of b- b- baloney, if you ask me. But the fact that the Iowa State fa- uh, players are going to see that – and they're going to feed off that. So I think Iowa State's going to have a day. Defensively, they're going to get after Ian Book. Really, I think they're going to cause turnovers. And we've seen it this year. Iowa State has been back in a lot of games. They've been down. But they don't quit. Yeah, this team does not very good. go away. So even if Notre Dame does get some huge lead, Iowa State will battle back. And it's not like there's some average team they're throwing the ball for 108 excuse me 318 passing yards a game that's almost 75 more yards than Notre Dame's throwing a four game so when it comes down to it I think the really push comes to shove Iowa State is the underrated team here they're running the ball uh more yards per play on the ground more yards per play in the air they're running more plays per game they're on the field longer offensively as I just mentioned more passing yards 75 yards more passing yards so you say okay well how much of an advantage will Notre Dame have on the ground it's pretty much a wash Iowa State can run can run the football and I do believe their defensive line matches up very well with Notre Dame's line especially their tackles I think Iowa State finds success as I said defensively gets after Ian book give me Iowa State plus is it three and a half or four uh, I want a good line here. I mean look there's been a lot of movement with a lot of these lines I saw it at four but I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if it's at three and a half either way we can we can have it at four if let's you want let's make it four let's go four are you looking it up well, I'm right looking, now but just I'll to make four. sure I'll take well, four let me, let me just see what the consensus is since you're looking it up um, damn it because I what I had seen on uh, on Vegas Insiders was four but if that number is moved and I can get that half point, then sure, I'll take just that. Give me, just give me just a second, okay? You know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, the passing stats and stuff. To me, that's almost more indicative because Iowa State was down a lot in games. They're having to throw more, and Notre Dame doesn't really have to. I just like I like Ian Book a little bit more than Brock Purdy. Brock Wh- Purdy when is, is this gonna, game? What date? Uh, 30th? Yes, I think so. Camping World Bowl. Orlando. I think it's the 30th. This is great radio right here. I know, right? <laughs> no, look, I like Matt Campbell, the Matt Campbell World Bowl game, you could say. and It is not on the 30th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Let's just set it at four. Okay. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take four. Okay. So Notre Dame minus four. 
That one's on the bet board. Next up, the Music City Bowl, Mississippi State. They are four-point favorites here versus Louisville. These are two programs going in opposite directions. Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State, he's getting questions about his future in Starkville. Uh, the Bulldogs, they had a disappointing year at 6-6, six and six, and especially after their Moorhead's first year was really good. They were a very good team last year. And meanwhile, Louisville, they were like 3-9 and nine the year before. Scott Satterfield showed up. Now they've been a tough team all year long. They finished 7-5, and five, and I think they have the talent for Scott Satterfield to improve on that record moving forward. Now look, these Louisville players, they're optimistic about their future right now. They see the program going in a positive direction, and I don't think you can say that about the Bulldogs. I know the Louisville defense has been terrible and given up a ton of points, but there's ever a matchup, if there's ever a matchup, to build some confidence and have a solid outing. It would be against this Mississippi State offense that has just been bad all year long. Scott Satterfield, 3-0 in bowl games at Appalachian State. I think he has the coaching advantage here. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm, I'm blowing it today on the soundboard. Tyler, on the soundboard. What? Would you like to bet on it? We're taking Mississippi State. I don't have really that strong of a handicap this game, but obviously we're forcing every pick. Yep. I ended up forcing State. I just think they had a much tougher schedule. You mentioned the coaching mismatch there. I actually think, if anything, it's a wash. I like their staff at Mississippi State. And they just said uh, in, a, in a press conference last week, I like it when coaches come out and reiterate one thing that I'm assuming to be true. Mississippi State's using this as a springboard to 2020. They got a lot of guys coming back next season. And they said, this is our first game of next year. I like how they're approaching it. I think they have a very, very good offense. I'll take the uh, four points here. I'll swallow the four points and uh, take the favorite. So let's go. Let's go, Bodo! The classic springboard. That, I think that's just an excuse for bad teams. This one isn't even this year's game. This is, we're on to next year already. But whatever, that's fine. Well, don't ruin my handicap. <laughs> uh, next here, game. Here, you know what, Will? This is what I'm going to say about that. You just don't get it, do you? Oh, I get you it, Tyler. These players care. I right? get it. I'm, on, I'm out in a comeback. I get it, baby. Uh, or the Orange Bowl. Florida, 15-point okay. favorites here Quickly, versus before Virginia. you get into this. Okay. I have a kind of a hot take. Oh boy! I think hot take. I think throw. oranges are the most overrated fruit. Uh, over. I mean, are you not going to just with just because me? they're like they're like on the Mount Rushmore kind of like people everyone, associate them? Yes, everyone talks about oranges. They mm. show up like on every commercial for breakfast. I can name right now of probably orange juice. ten fruits. I'd, I'd take over an orange. Name ten right now. Okay, I'm not sure you can name ten fruits. Uh. uh <laughs> Let's go strawberries, blueberries, bananas, kiwis, Four, mangoes, five. raspberries, cherries. Raspberries over Raspberry. orange. Oh, my God. That's not even close. No way. Yes, hey, absolutely. Hey, Tyler, when we played soccer as a kid, did anyone ever bring raspberries at halftime? No. But that's my they point. They brought orange slices. If they would have brought raspberries, they're now the most popular guy on the soccer uh, field. I can't disagree They're, they're the here. most popular guy on the pitch. Tyler, disrespecting the entire state of Florida right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I'm orange sorry, but bowl. that's my hot take of the day. Well, hot take of the day. Everyone in Florida hates Tyler Walgy. Uh, <laughs> what else is there? Florida, 15-point favorites here versus Virginia. The uh, runner-up in the ACC, obviously got blown out by Clemson. 15 points. Look, I know this Florida team, they've been they've been very good most of the year. Are and you taking Virginia? They no doubt have had oh my stiffer God, competition folks. in the SEC, but 15 points is a lot. It's a lot of points. Virginia, look, they've, they have had some big games. They've now played at uh, – they played Notre Dame at, on the road. They played – 
Clemson got blown out. They played Virginia Tech. They played at Pitt. So it's not as if they're completely untested. Those are all somewhat solid teams. Florida will have a near home field advantage with this game being in Miami. So there is that. But I do wonder if that will motivate the players who I'm guessing were, once again, hoping for a better playoff matchup or better bowl matchup than with the Virginia Cavaliers. No disrespect to Virginia. Dan Mullen, 6-2 and two in bowl games. Bronco Mendenhall, 7-6. and six. Everything I just said is leading into picking Florida, and yet I'm not. I'm taking Virginia simply because oh! 15 is too much to pass up. It's too many points. Give me the Cavaliers. Oh, well. You want to bet? What? Okay. Would you like to you bet thought on? there wouldn't now be any bet for games. Now we're getting these this games This is how the going. comeback uh, starts, Tyler. I'm going to win this. Oh, Florida, man. I just see them wiping the floor with Virginia. I like the Cavaliers. And it's funny because... Again, man, I bet on Virginia this year. I have, like yeah, Bronco Mendenhall. I like this quarterback. I like Bryce Purdy, but they're going to struggle, man. Florida is going to shut Virginia down this game. I'm not sure how many points Florida is going to score themselves, but Virginia's not going to have success. This is going to be, I mean, it's not even close. This is going to be by far the best defense Virginia's seen all year. And I know we're talking about some good defenses they faced. Florida's fast. They're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to have a couple weeks to prepare. They're going to develop a great game plan to stop the rushing attack that that Purdy offers. Or uh, Purdy. Perkins. Perkins offers. Yes. I said that earlier, too. Yeah. yeah I meant Bryce Perkins. Um, offers for, for, for Virginia. So I don't think Virginia is going... Look, the reason Virginia has success, they open things up with that quarterback mobility. If that's taken away and he has to be a regular pocket passer, it is not good news. By the way, bowl games, did you know the spread only matters like... 15 or 20% of the time. Yeah, it's not it's very crazy. So what Tyler's talking about is that typically uh, what happens is either the favorite wins by much more than the spread or the underdog covers or outright wins. So the, the spread actually doesn't come into play that often uh, during bowl season as opposed to where it comes in, into play in the regular season a lot more. Yeah, exactly. And so for this kind of game, I know it seems like a lot of points and it is a lot of points, but I still think Florida blows Virginia out. I see something like 41 to 7, man. Here's what I'm going to say. I think a lot of those Florida players are going to be, you know, that look, they're they live in Gainesville most of the year and they're going to go down to Miami. They a lot of them are probably from Miami. A lot of them know guys in Miami. They're going to be partying, they're going to be distracted. A lot of pretty ladies in Miami. A lot of stuff to do uh, the nightlife. I just yeah. don't think that they are going to but, be fully but, but focused. But it's a positive that it's on December 30th. And they can wrap the game up before New Year's. That's what Dan Mullen's going to say. He goes, guys, by the way, the Tyler, Miami party is 24-7. How dare you, sir? uh, But if you're going to blame the city, (laughs) then you have to say Virginia's going to be affected by it, too. No way. Cavalier men just don't care about that stuff. coaches are going to say, guys, (laughs) get us to this game. You can party all you want. New Year's is tomorrow. Let's be ready for this game. I think that the travel, the fans... Everything well. Let's go. Let's go Gators. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up, the Sun Bowl played in El Paso, Texas. Right, another hot take. Yeah. I'm going to say the Sun is the most overrated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the o- most overrated star, star in, in our system. solar yeah. system. The most only overrated one. star. Boy, everyone always talks about the Sun. Yeah. It's only keeping us Totally. Alive. I'm more of a moon guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Sun Bowl, which is played in El Paso, Texas. Which is actually played on the Sun. Well, some might say that if you've never been to El Paso and you go there, you oh, say it's burning hot. Hey-o, hey-o. Uh, we got Arizona State here versus Florida State. Sun Devils playing in in the Sun Bowl in the sun in the desert. Oh my! God. Four point favorites. Uh, Tyler, I don't have a lot on this one. I know that you're heavy on Arizona State, I which lo- means I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take Florida State. Oh! 
We're gonna bet for this. What? Would you like to bet on it? Just yes, for the sake of this betting, This is one Tyler. of my other actual bets that I will have in my portfolio. I think Arizona State demoralizes the Seminoles who are coachless, jobless, windowless. They got nothing going on. They just they couldn't make their last month's rent. They're in the Nobody's back of their giving them a van. shot, Tyler. No. Now, wouldn't you agree with me as a professional gambler that the entire betting public is going to be on Arizona State? I'm taking Herm. I'm taking the man. Uh, I just, I yeah, just planted a seed in your brain. I'm probably with the Joes. Tyler's the square. Hey, squares yeah. aren't always wrong, man. That's I'm right. going to go with the Joes. We're going to be eating, uh, eating our popcorn, watching this game when we get our big dub. Arizona State runs it up. We get Herm. You play to win. The game. I'm Florida taking State. the Seminoles. Taking the Seminoles. Next up, the Liberty Bowl. ASU, baby. Let's Lady go ASU. Liberty. Uh, Navy versus Kansas State. Navy, a two-point favorite here. I believe they, they opened up as a two-point dog very early on. That line jumped. Uh, now, look, unlike the Washington State versus Air Force uh, matchup with an option team, I think this K-State team is definitely better set up to play an option Why? team. Because, the, look, the Wildcats are more willing to run the ball and not just give the ball back to uh, to the other team so quickly like you'll see with Washington State. All right, we're getting back and to I the Washington they, State handicap. And, uh, yeah, because this is, once again, it's another option team. Uh, and so and, and most teams just don't face them out. They don't know how to play them. You have to be willing to run the ball and, and eat up some of that clock yourself. And, uh, look, I think the Kansas State defense is much better than Washington State's as well. But still, look. I'm this, getting defensive this, with my Washington State. <laughs> this Navy team is ranked in the top 25 for a reason. They're a very good team. Uh, they're the number one rushing offense in the nation. Are you going to go midshipman here? And with quarterback Malcolm oh Perry, who could eclipse 2,000 rushing yards this year if he has a big game. I think he's about 200 yards shy of a 2,000-yard rushing season. I fully expect the midshipman to score points here. The Navy defense is very physical, too. They hit hard. They're disciplined. They're talented. Now, look, Chris Kleiman, he's obviously very successful in postseason games, dating back to his championship teams in the FCS with North Dakota State. But what I like a lot about Navy is that they were a bad team last season and they didn't even make a bowl game last year. So they're going to be extra motivated to end the season on a high note. I believe it was Jacob Reb who we interviewed last week who gave us that little little note that teams that don't make the, a bowl game next year are uh, are bowl eligible. That's why with, I had win their Michigan. game more and more. <laughs> yep. So this is why I like Navy minus two in this game. Give me the midshipmen. I'm all over our service academies. I am. Want to bet? Would you like to bet on it? Bum, 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 bum. I that's uh we're going Kansas State. I don't think that's their fight song. I don't song. either. It just sounds like a generic fight song for anybody. But yeah, exactly. Okay. I think Fair it could enough. work. You're going with the Wildcats. KSU, better team, great coaching staff. This is just a good program. They're not going to be happy to be there. I expect a full effort from both teams. And uh, Kansas State will be able to stop uh, Navy. You mentioned Washington State, how you don't think that they're going to be able to, to deal with that option, but you think that Kansas State will. It's a little better, I mean, I, but yeah. I think this defense is talented, actually very quick, and they're disciplined. They're going to stop Navy, score some points here. They had a tough schedule, and Kansas State time and again came through. So I'm getting the points here. Give me K-State. Plus, is it two and a half or three? Two. Just two. Or my, maybe it's two and a half now. Uh, I had It was at two when we made our notes. Um, you want to look that up? Two and a half. Okay. Well, then even uh, we'll change that to two and a half. Can we'll I have buy, it in there. Can I buy the half point? To three? No. Can I do that with you? No. Is that eligible to Will Tyler, Chambers? Uh, book? The bed board is not for sale, sir. 
Uh, we're gonna stick it at two, and that will be. We got a, a bunch of bet board games here already, which I love. Yeah, they're they're stacking up this That's week. That's right. Now we're getting into the meat of these bowl games, right? Hey so we got three left before we we will have a, a third installment of bowl game breakdowns next week. Just so you know. But what we have left here, we got the Alamo Bowl, which is Utah versus Texas. I love this matchup as I well. I was at that bowl a couple years ago. That's right. Okay. It's a good San bowl Antonio, to go to. right? Very good bowl. They do a great job at the Alamo. So Utah, seven point favorite here versus Texas. And this one for me, look, it comes down to a couple things. Motivation. I know that Utah was really disappointed with their showing in the Pac-12 championship that would have maybe given them, uh, if they had won that, they could have made the playoff. They're certainly disappointed. But Kyle Whittingham has one of the best bowl records in the country. Now, I know Texas, great as an underdog, which is what Tyler's going to tell you when I get done with my breakdown here. But look, Texas, they're what? Are they 7-5? and It's been a bad year for Texas. Their defense... Completely fell off the map once they yes, had sir. some inju- injuries. Six and six a seven ABS. and five team versus a ten and two team in Utah. Utah flat out is the better team here. I know Herman's great as an underdog, but I do think that it'll be hard for them. To, it, it'll said. be hard for him to motivate these Texas guys because big deal. An Alamo Bowl game isn't what those guys were aiming for at the beginning of the season. Utah, on the other hand, can get to eleven wins. Another great year. Kyle Whittingham does a great job in bowl games. Their defense is so much better than Texas's. Texas will not be able to stop Utah. Utah will be able to slow down Texas. I'm taking the Utes here minus seven, and it's a bet board game. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? We are hooking the horns. We are going UT plus the touchdown here. I like Texas to uh, have a chance to win this game. I think I think Utah's a couple things. One. They're going to be demoralized. If this were an average game... No, let's let's put it this way. If this were to go to the playoffs, I'd take Utah here. I think Utah is so down, and I also really don't believe Utah's that good. Hmm. I still think... Frauds. You're putting the fraud title on them. Yeah. I mean, wow. the Pac-12 was even Quite worse than accusation. people... The Pac-12 was even worse than people thought this year. Utah time and again struggled in good ga- in in bad games with their offense. The defense was never a question. No one's going to come in here and say Utah's going to give up all these yards to Texas. That's not going to be the case. They're banged up. There's question marks right now to Huntley and Zach Moss. I don't even know if they're going to play. So injuries on offense. Texas, I think they will have motivation. They're going to say, "What the hell happened?" We're seven and five. We have a chance to beat an eleven and two team. I actually believe this is one of the few times Texas can get motivated to play Utah. Give me the give me uh, the Longhorns plus seven points in the Alamo Dome. And if you're going to the game, I highly recommend the Alamo. It's really cool. Yeah, going and seeing the actual Alamo, the historic landmark. I was like role playing, pretending. Davy Crockett, all that. I stuff. was embarrassing the people I was with. You know, I, I believe that. <laughs> I'm not sure we you have the to. the North. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we the North. It was Texas versus Mexico. It, oh, wasn't, mm. it wasn't a Civil War thing, Tyler. Gotcha. Clearly, you didn't learn too much from this. I was, I was paying attention that You day. were too busy making <laughs> noises. <laughs> Embarrassing your, your, your friend or your girlfriend or whoever went with Sir, you. Sir, please don't do the finger guns here. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to end with the show is we're going to break down the first two uh, playoff bowl matchups that's going to bring us through the 31st and the next week's show which will be on the 31st uh we'll not cover working on new year's eve we'll cover the uh well it'll at least come out then we, we might record on the 30th no, we'll, we we'll be flexible for okay, our princess tyler over here uh, and i refuse we will be covering all of the new year's day bowl games and of course the championship game after the playoff first round in next week's show just to give you a heads up but what we do have here we have the ones you guys have been waiting for we have the peach bowl the first round 
of the playoffs, Oklahoma versus LSU. God. LSU, a 13.5-point favorite here. Now, look, this one is only interesting to me because I think that both of us – maybe I'm wrong here. I think both of us are going to be on LSU. What is interesting uh, is that 13.5 that number. If it was 14, 14.5, I might be more willing to take Oklahoma. And, look, I like Oklahoma. I like Jalen Hurts. You and I don't have to – break down the stats too much because everyone out there that's listening knows what these teams are we all know how good oklahoma has been and obviously how great lsu has been i simply think that this lsu team is going to be more motivated than anyone else to get to that championship game which is in new orleans in their home state of louisiana if anyone is going to be able to motivate these guys it's going to be coach o who already gets guys running through a wall for him and when you have something like this on the line not to mention, look, LSU has just been the better team. Their offense is unstoppable. Oklahoma's defense has made great strides from last year to this year. They're a pretty solid defensive team this year, but it's just not up to snuff with this LSU offense, with Joe Burrow, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I know the running back, uh, Alaire, something, Edwards Alaire, I believe, for LSU is questionable with a hamstring. Um, so there is that, but I just don't think that, you know, he's been great, no doubt. I don't think that him being out would necessarily change LSU too much for this game because no. we all know they're going to be a pass-first team. So I'm taking LSU here, minus 13.5. I just like this LSU team too much. I like this offense. I think they're going to score a ton on Oklahoma. Is it Edward Allaire? Do you know his name? Yeah, I believe it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, and he he had a hamstring injury in Edwards practice. Edwards-Alaire, there it is. Do you yeah. pronounce the H? Or is no, it it's, it's Allaire, yeah. In that case, I have a great idea for a business. Oh, Edward Alaire's Eclairs. <laughs> Eclairs. You and your, what was the other one? You had something with a JJ's oh, it was, uh, jelly. Well, Tommy Tuberville's Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. Tyler loves alliteration yeah. and company names. These are, these are million dollar ideas. Yeah. Very, very true. Billion, maybe. I like LSU here, man. Okay. I think they run away with this one. I was actually going to take Oklahoma until the suspensions. Yeah, that's you know, right. We had, the, a, I think, three or four players. Very important. Just came out for, for smoking the reefer. Fucking weed. Are yeah. You well, me? it is Oklahoma. And, and what's interesting, it's not the team. Those were NCAA tests. So stupid. Because, look, I think a lot of people know that there's, there's for every guy that you hear about that gets popped, uh, you know, for testing positive for marijuana, there's probably three dozen guys that the team tests positive for them and don't reprimand them. A lot right. of teams have like a three strike rule the first time no one knows about it. This was actually an NCAA test. And so not only are they out for this, they're out for six games going into next year. I Those guys know. aren't going to play in the Texas game next year, I don't think. So that's a big one. And I, I believe it's a starting defensive end. Leading and, the team in sacks. He's yep, got six and a half on the That's a big air. one. So because of those injuries, I, uh, I'm i going to have to go with uh, LSU. Go Tigers. Um, go Tigers. All right, well, fair enough. Last but not least. Uh-oh, I think we're going to get something juicy the here. The Fiesta yeah, Bowl. We're going to get this juicy. In Phoenix. We got Clemson versus Ohio State. Clemson, a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Gosh. Tyler, I was so torn when I'm thinking about this game. I'm really torn because, as you know, we've both been on Ohio State all year long. I've been on Ohio State all year long. They've been one of the best teams against the spread. They've been one of the best teams, period. And Clemson, meanwhile, they're like this sleeping giant. They haven't played anyone, really. They've never been tested. So we almost don't even know how good they are. And what I the, the main factor in this game, I just saw a report today about Justin Fields, and, and obviously his knee was clearly limiting him in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin. He injured his knee during the Wisconsin, or the Michigan game, excuse me, and he just came out today said his knee is not where he wants to be. It's probably 80 to 85% healthy. He's going to be playing with a brace on. If he's healthy, I think I would have to take Ohio State 
plus the points here uh, just because Ohio State hasn't been an underdog all year until now, and it, it's, wow. it's shocking. I can't believe this. I truly You're think s- that we haven't even seen Clemson s- scratch the surface of how good they are. Uh, You're so soft. It's, this isn't a Michigan fan hating on Ohio State thing because I've been betting Ohio State all year long. They've made me money. They've made a lot of people money. If, if Justin Fields was healthy, I'd be taking Ohio State here. But because of that reason, I really think Clemson and Ohio State are very similar talent-wise. I think Clemson can hang with them. And I think that ultimately you're going to see Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. You're going to see these guys have a good game. I think the Clemson defense can – can. I think Brett Venables especially will have a great game plan for Justin Fields and this offense. I'm taking Clemson. One note here. Jeff Scott, who is the co-offensive coordinator for Clemson, he left to take the job at South Florida. And at first, the initial reports was he was going to stay through the playoff run, but now he's not. He's gone. And Ohio State has similar things. Jeff Halfley, one of their co-defensive coordinators, is taking the job at Boston College. He, however, is staying at Ohio State through the playoff run. So he will be there. Even still, you have to imagine both of those guys are going to be busy doing other – or Jeff Halfley, at least, will be busy doing other stuff. So I am taking Clemson here minus two and a half. We got a bet board game, Tyler? No. no? I'm, I'm so disappointed. You I, wanted me to take Ohio State. I thought this would be one of the few games we had against each other. No. And I was actually so excited for it because I thought that you were going to be... And this is simple to me. I can't this do it is, with the knee. This is... But even... And you know what? That's That was not even a huge part of my handicap. And you're right. Justin Fields limited is a big issue. I wonder how much of that is showmanship. Yeah, he might just be baiting people and really he's pretty okay. Yeah, uh, but this this one to me, I think both teams are washes. I think you can't give Ohio State an upgrade, but you also can't give Clemson an upgrade. I'm not about to say Clemson is better than Ohio State at anything right now. And I'm about to, I'm not. So then why aren't you taking Ohio State with the points? Dabo Sweeney. Oh, okay. All comes down to the coaches. He's been there. This is Ryan Day's first shot, first trip. I think Ryan Day is a future great in this sport. But this is first time. He's never been and there. And you got to yeah. take your bruises. Everyone does. So I think it's a rite of passage. I think that he's going to show up. I think his team's going to be ready. But I'm just taking Dabo Sweeney in this game. It's very simple for me. I'm not fading Dabo. All right. Well, fair enough. That's Let's see. I'm looking right here. We have seven, seven bet board games. This, this next week is going to be huge, everybody. Seven bet board games. So look, uh, like I said, we're going to have a show coming out next week on the 31st where we will cover the uh, January 1st games and, of course, the championship games. We'll review the playoff games, all of that. Uh, Make sure you guys listen, and uh, everyone have a safe Christmas out there. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to everyone. Have a a safe holiday. Everyone out there have fun. So thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB Weekly. We'll talk to you next week.